Okay, you should have a large copy and a small copy. The large copy is from two nights ago. There's one Mar Mokum that we didn't see yet, which I say for tonight. And this is uh, as fascinating or more fascinating than what we discussed last night, the night before. Some of these things you can't make up. So take a look in your larger copy. The front page for the people on the screen over here is Simon Kufmem Zion in. Is that the first page here? Or Simon Kuf. Resh Pehe, you probably have the front is this, uh, is that the front or the back? Depends on which copy. You have Kuf Mem Zion on one of the sides. I think page one, yeah. Page one is Kuf Mem Zion in Yeridea. So look at that, it's from a couple of nights ago. And we covered all of it except for two lines, which was a separate Indian, but involved in Hilchis, Savarazara, and the like. And this is actually not uncommon. People are wishing you Happy New Year's and other such holidays and sometimes offering their own brochas. And if you look at page 3, in the Eitzim of Farshim on the bottom, you see in the bottom left a base Lechem Yehuda. There's a bracket there. One line in. Listen carefully, it's astounding. This Beis Lechem Yehuda, when you first see it, how Nogei can this be? But the Shaila, somebody asked me, Erev Shabbos, was exactly this Beis Lechem Yehuda. So let's see it inside first. If he says the following, he's trying to be nice or trying to missionize, depending on exactly how he says it and who it is. Elokeinu or Adonenu, this is Labdafka, the time of the Chaga. This can happen any time during the year, it just happens this time of year more. Elokeinu or Adonenu. Elokeinu could mean our God, it could mean our meaning he's trying to include the Id. Either way, he's including his God. Elokeinu Adonenu, Yazrecha o Yatzilcha. He should help you, he should save you, Imcha, just be with you. So the Shiloh here is, should you answer Amen? And you say, should you answer Amen? I never had a Havamina. Why should I answer Amen? It's a Baruch from a guy. So first Chiddush you see, before we get to his Chilik, is that if it's a sincere Baruch, even if the fellow happens to be an Akum, starts off, every guy was, until recently, now they're not aligned or belong to spaghetti monsters or whatever they belong to. But in the old days, they were Christians, they were Catholics, not just, uh, and he says, so we're very concerned that means what they think, and that's God, all the problems we've been discussing in the last few days. And therefore, the Beis Lechem Yudah says, do not answer, Amen. Al Amen. You don't want to say Amen on a bracha he gave you with a foreign deity mixed in. The Chiddush over here, the implicit Chiddush, which will become clear in the next line, is that if it's a generic bracha and he didn't get religious or he didn't bring the wrong religion in, then you can answer Amen, even though he's an Akum. So, why? Gave you a sincere bracha, and even though he's an Avivar Azar, there might be a Chiyamisa, 
involved klape him, machlekes, klape us, certainly a bad thing. Nice, he gave you a bracha, he didn't mix religion in. So, brachas can come. This is a new madrega, alte birches hedja kalebenecha. You think birches hedja is a guy, okay, he's not so learned, he's not Mars. He's a yid, he's a maimon. So, it's clear he's saying, don't answer amen because it says Elokeinu is the royal bunch of gods. You don't want to say amen to that. And look at the next phrase, you'll see that's exactly what he means. So, first thing is also, even if Elokeinu is our. Or Adonecha, your God. And then he goes to give the bracha, Yatzecha, help you, and all the other brachas. Now he says you should, can, should, sounds like should. Amen, he gave a bracha. Say amen, amen. Can you hear Ratzon? Ah, it's coming from a real hedget, a sub-hedget. That's the Kiddush. But the Kiddush stops when he starts insinuating He's referring to different types of gods, even though he's also including your God. Now, if you're all sitting down, which you are, you would think I tailor-made this question for the Beis Lechem Yehuda, but I didn't. So, you don't have the question. I have a copy of the email. I read emails, but I don't give them out. Maybe I should. Anyway, this is actually a very good question. It was, uh, I think I mentioned him. I'm going to say his name. He didn't object. Or very humble. as Dr. Book uh, asked me the trailer. And he said he had a patient to a nice guy in, uh, from the Midwest. Happened to be in New York. And he sent him the following email. Happy New Year. Kaisha Halde, he's a guy. Christian Halde, he's a Christian. You ready for this? May our God... Already, okay, it's basically our God. Here's the thing is, he was trying to be considerate this is, I tell you, every year you get trailers that have their own twist. May our God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's Avram, Yitzhak, and Yankov, for the uninitiated. So he's trying to be considerate. He knows, like, where's the Amica, you know, doctor, you know. <laughs> You've seen him, he's patient, and he doesn't want to start talking about Yashka. So he wants to make it clear, just that if he's trying to make it clear, he suddenly, suddenly made it very fuzzy. <laughs> because you want to make it clear. It should have been, well, I would leave out the Happy New Year, but that he doesn't know. He doesn't know we don't celebrate it. He should have said, may your God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He didn't say that. He said, may our God. That's really smack in the middle. May our God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you and your family greater this year. Interesting. So it's not this year. It's not a new year. Okay, he doesn't know that. He didn't come to the year now. But if he hears this, he'll hear the other ones in Mafreya. They should bless you greater. I, I guess uh, that's not treif. We're not, not satisfied. We want more bracha. Okay, we answer that on Lahavdo Rosh Hashanah. But Beis Lechem Yehuda says that when he says our God, and if you'd ask him, well, which part is your God? So in this particular case, he might say, what? Well, it's Mama no. He might say one of two things. He'd say, well, I would have said, had I met Yashkan, our God, our religion, I would have said, may our God. I went out of my way to say our God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because I wanted to designate it clearly that I'm talking about your God. But he didn't do that very well if he's trying to do that because he should have said, may your God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I'm afraid what he meant was he was trying to be friendly and not step on his toes. 
So he figured he'd throw in the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to make him feel comfortable. But he said, our God, meaning they also agree. They believe it's God and start off with the Jews, chosen people, and then something bad happened later. The only bad thing happened is somebody's Mazana in there. But okay, but we'll leave that out. Uh, so it's our God, meaning we hold that was God, and then we add other things. So that's, I think, the base Lechem Yudu would suggest not to answer Amen because he almost got it right, but not exactly. The problem is the Our God. Had, had he omitted our and just said, Yeah, God. may the God, I, yeah, may the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He's clearly trying to be more considerate. He's trying not to, he knows he was Yamaka, and he, he doesn't think he's the Pope, so he knows he's Orthodox, or any Yamaka, and <laughs> he's trying to be considerate. But maybe I didn't. Maybe he's actually trying to exclude the other parts of his. I, I don't know if there's anything to be done because he's not. I, I don't even know how. I'm mean, a nice guy. I don't know how intelligent he is. He certainly got this. He was trying to be considered with Avimir Sakanyakov. If you want to separate, you want to say, I'm not trying to pose, I'm not trying to missionize, which often they are. So just say, may your God, your would have made this Beislacham Yehuda material. And I would have said he could answer Amen. Yeah, but just but our God, once he shares it, we don't know what he had in mind. That's the problem. And, and often he had in mind a hodgepodge, which is what the problem is. So it's possible. That's what I'm saying. It's somewhere in the middle. But it's a fascinating example. Uh, I never saw an email quite like this. Beislacham says it's either our or yours. Yeah. So he admits ours or yours. If she just says God. Right. But he said be? our. No, but... What would the din have been? Made? Well, did he say Avramisiakov? Did he modify or just said God? God? No, just that God. would be a problem. Because then we, the problem in the pace game is, yeah, they meet. That gets into the part we didn't get into now because it's coming up in three months from now in a different sugi about what do they mean? Are they of Devarazar? Is they lifting Ever vis a vis them? That's part of the Machlis Yishayim. What do they mean? It's not just Machlis Yishayim, as I will share with you later. It's really, it's a Machlis among them. There are a thousand branches. That's where we got the uh, pasta from is that every guy makes up his own thing, and it's completely different. We, Baruch Hashem, we have a shtibel here, a shul here. They, it, different, it's all menhagim. It's not the karm, Baruch Hashem, all the same. Tayag mitzvahs. And uh, just the shimah, they have from a Unitarian church, well, everybody else is mamish pagans, or Federich, to strict Catholicism with the Trinity, and everything in between. So they themselves are confused. I'll probably remember to say this over when we get to it. What was that? Conservative or reformed Jew makes bracha. Can you see what I mean? They have a different card. Uh, uh, that's a very good question, unfortunately. I mean, it's fortunate you asked the question. It's just unfortunate you have to ask the question. Uh, it's, yeah, reform. Their branches of reform, they're, they're Jewish, and we have a, and you can retire them if we can. Their branches of reform who, actively say they're atheists it's, and, and many gradations thereof without Tyre Sinai, you're an apicarius even if you're a Tanish Nishba they're a Tanish Nishba you have to try to help them but it's still clearer to not believe in the Gimelani Mammons <coughs> so if I think you're I don't know conservative reform it's not that many differences you're asking is the Stam fallback position that you think of Yoshka most of them I would hope not but there's a branch of reforms I've done this recently that they Dafka make it a point they don't believe in any God. So then what are they saying? Why would they use the word God? Maybe they don't. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know what they do, but if they, I think the Umdan is that they mean God without a Shutzvah. I think that much we can give. 
the Besach Midas Bim Chadesh, that even if he's an Akum, the Brach has value, you could say Amen, so then this Brach certainly has value. You just got to make sure that it's not a branch so far in left field that they now redefined what God is. That's the, I thought somebody was joking the other night when they said about the Amen and the A-women. That wasn't, that was not a joke. Is that, that's Amaratsis, even on his part. He's a preacher, isn't he? That's not, it's Mamish Amaratsis. It's worse, but it's, it start with Amaratsis. Um, amen is not a, it was a joke. I thought it was a perm joke. It was, it was a joke, wasn't it? Why? It was a joke. I, I'm still not sure. You never know with this country. Is this a joke? It's got to be a joke, right? He's claiming, he's claiming it, was a, it, was, it, was, it was meant to be funny, but. Was everybody laughing? But that's because no. I think everybody. No. <laughs> yes, yes, that's clearly. The Hebrew version is Amen, and uh, Amen is like the Hallelujah disaster, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, of course, ridiculous. Okay, I wasn't going to mention it because it was so ridiculous. But the point is, there, there are so many th- people out there and organizations trying to be more ridiculous than the next, as we saw last night from Avi's Chiddush uh, um, of uh, the pasta people. So, you never know. I, the answer to your question is, I hope most of them just mean Hashem, and even though they're coming from other Torah Shabbat at least they mean Hashem. But I, I can't, I can't uh, know that for sure. Yeah, do you know? No, but they can still hold it by Hashem. Yeah, it's not worse than a Muslim. When they say Allah, they mean God. That's the same God in heaven and earth. Muslims believe in Maimon Harsinai. They just believe that. No, no, they're kafir. Muslims are kafir. You'd give them a line of Imam. It's Tari Misinai, that we're the Amon Ifkhar and that the Mitzvah never changed. It was, and then Muhammad. Yes, but one of the Yud Gimeli Karm, the Christians are the same. One of the Yud Gimeli Karm is Mitzvah never changed. No, no. That doesn't bother them. No, they have their Tzurzum for that. But they have to say that Yiddish Kaid is that. But Christians do the same thing. Yes. Okay, good. But they still don't believe in the Yud Gimeli Karm. No, Okay. So it's worse, but it's still God still means God. You're asking what do they mean by God? What is God? It's, it's, it's some spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to be more optimistic than that, but you know, maybe uh, you bumped into them. And, uh, Honestly, this is not the case, but would it be better if we could know for sure that, that let's say, this is a person that's already come to recognize that he made a mistake and no, no, no. He's asking, Yitzhak is asking the average Nebuch Freyye doesn't know anything about Tarmi Seder or anything about anything else. Does he at least, when he says God, is he, the Muslims mean the God of heaven and the earth? That, but you're, you're questioning, do the Muslims believe the God in heaven and the earth can do anything and is in full control? I believe they, they should. They're also not very firm. Does the average non-religious Jew believe that Hashem is in control of everything? If he doesn't, then you're right. Then he doesn't believe in God. Okay, that's a little scary. So, Yitzchak, some of the less optimistic people who might be more realistic are claiming that uh, they don't really, they have such a um, different uh, or uninformed concept of God, the word doesn't mean anything. Does it mean a different God? I'm trying to s- still help them. It doesn't mean another God, it just they don't understand the power that God has, which is all-powerful and all-encompassing. They think it's, Rahman's not limited. But, okay, I still don't know. Stam God, you have to, uh, at least, he's not quoting Yashka. It's, um, well, just, I don't think if you get a bracha from some yid who's not yet from, you don't have to, on the spot, demand, what do you mean by God? Don't say it, because that's going to start a whole machlekes. But, 
Yeah, to give it some thought. I'd still like to believe that even if it's a limited knowledge of it, it doesn't mean a foreign god. It doesn't mean another god. Just they're not doing justice, you're pointing out, to what Hashem means. Oh, don't worry about it. When Shia comes, we're going to have, this is going to be Yagdotarvi Adir. And this guy, hopefully, if he survives, we'll find out that the only God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it's an amazing example in the Beis Lachem Yudah. What? Uh, think about Geir is a very wide term. Uh, they're in a Geir's program, and the first thing we ask them is, do you believe in Hashem? Uh, is something that you want to learn about his mitzvahs. Now, if, if he starts talking uh, like uh, you don't have to. That's Tali and the Chakira, the Yaakov just mentioned. I hope they have something in mind, but I, I don't disagree with you that they have a very bad concept of the power and the things associated with an only God that is all-powerful and controls everything. The Shaila is... Um, if you have somebody who wrote a book, I'll give you a an example, unfortunately. Somebody wrote a book who that person went through troubled times and suffered, but he's still a, a very famous, world-famous apicarius. And he wrote a book. I hate to attack him per se, but his career started before he had the trouble afterwards. He just he wrote what he wrote about why bad things happen to good people, which is Akasha's old Moshe Rabban, and we have far better Tewitzim than the Kfirah he wrote in that book. Sad, but his concept of God is completely warped. So if he would say... On Rosh Hashanah, our Rosh Hashanah, they celebrate one day, whatever. You say on Rosh Hashanah, uh, may Hashem be with you this year. And he's not thinking of Yashka. Uh, his concept of Hashem is very, very warped. That doesn't makes it kfir. It doesn't make it a vodazara. I'm a l- still less concerned because I would say without the Beis Yehuda, I would say you got a bracha, but that applies to a yid, not a guy, not a galach. I have more rayas, but this I mean, it clearly holds that that's okay. You can, you could slash should answer amen if Baruch was meant sincerely, as long as he's not quoting Avodazar. This, uh, what you're raising, is the kfira issue. So I have an interesting raya. As I was looking at this Beislacham uh, Yehuda, I'd remembered I had read somewhere, and I went to look it up. Baruch Hashem was still there, which means I read it right the first time and I remembered it. In one of the biographies of Abchayim. There's a fascinating Misa, which really brings this home. And I even uh, I looked it up and I copied it. The, the preamble to this is fascinating also. The Netziv, who was the Rosh Hashiva Velazhin, was the Rosh Hashiva the earlier years with the Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi was uh, younger. They were co-Rosh Hashivas, had the highest esteem for each other. Basilevi ended up leaving after a number of years. I guess the difference of policy of what to focus on, but they loved each other, and Basilevi moved to Slutsk, and then Tziv remained the Rosh Hashiva in, uh, in Volozhin. And Rab Chaim was already a child prodigy, and as he was growing up, so the Tziv already had his eyes on him for his granddaughter. That's Rav Afal Volozhiner's Shiva's daughter. And he actually brought it up when Rab Chaim, I think, was 12, 13, which was not so surprising that Siv, I think, was married already by 16. They brought it up before, because Siv also had people running after him. So he didn't think it was totally to try. It wasn't taken up then, which is fine. Years passed. Rab Chaim now is 20 years old, and the whole world's running after the Shidduch. And 
Beis Rebetzin was Nifta, so Chaim's mother, in Slutsk. So Nitziv traveled. Travel wasn't easy then, but he was going to go to Menachem Avon. Travel. Showed up. As soon as he walked in, the Nitziv walked in the door, Chaim looked up, and he burst out crying. Just to show the godless what we're dealing with. Sitting shivers. I burst out crying because it's emotional. That's not why he was crying. And Siv came in and he came over to him and he said, I still feel so bad. I didn't give you the proper cover. He's referring to the disagreement they had on some chinuch issue years and years before. And then Siv said, Absolutely. Was I, I asked you three times to come back to be the Rashiva of Elushin since then. I, obviously, I don't have any tightness. And he spent the first part of the Nicham Avelim, Bimanachim him, because the Basilevi still felt bad that maybe his Pagayan is covered which he wasn't, and Nitziv was trying to convince him. And the Nitziv had this in mind before he came, and now he's really going to say, he says, not only did I invite you back, I still invite you back, and I would like your son to marry my granddaughter. He brought it up at the Shiva, which is interesting. It's normally also to start schmoozing. A lot of people do this because they don't know what to do in a base of Olayu because they don't like to learn these things, understandably. As they start talking about everything but to take their minds off, that's not the din. Then it's supposed to focus on the the nifter and the nyanim of schar uh, and whatever, some, something in the union. So you can't like take out three hours to start handling a shaduchim if you travel from far. So I mentioned, just travel from Volozhin, and it's something that was on his mind for a number of years, and he wanted to clinch it. Now he sees him face to face. It's an opportunity. For two minutes, he brought it up. And he brought it up as a riot him and Achim him that he had no tainas on him. It's good to have no tainas. I invited you back to be with Shiva a few times already. It's always, you know, Yom Kippur, the people are crying. You look at them, you know, why those people don't do tshuva? So the people are always crying that maybe I hurt you, maybe I was pegging the COVID. Those are the people who probably don't have to apologize, and the people who have to apologize don't. So it's always like that with Dele Elam. So he assured him, and he said, Hawaii, I planned on bringing this up again. I would still like your son to join the family. So, basically, he thought about it for a few moments, and he said, I think now is a good idea. But I'm not going to bring it up to the shiva. He's sending shiva and his mother. Right after the shiva, to bring it up. He brought it up. Abchaim said yes right away. And they went to Volozhin to, to sign everything that Tanaim, and they planned for the chasna. The chasna is, this is the biggest chasna, the biggest event Volozhin ever had, before or after. Uh, every gadol in Europe was there. This is the Basilevi's family, and it's his family. And Bapheim. And uh, the Hasna was um, really, um, if you were there, uh, I'm sure you were fascinated just to be able to see and talk to all the people, and everybody's having a great time. In the middle of the Hasna, all of a sudden there's a commotion. There are two versions to this part. Both versions of Baruch Hashem are 99% similar, which is a slight variation of the name who asked who what, and I'll, I'll cover both versions in a minute. And there was a tumult of a fall of a legioner, I don't know how anybody standing next to the Tziv can be called the Masmin Adar, <laughs> because the Tziv was known for this, but I guess that's why Rafael Volozhin was a son-in-law. Rafael Volozhin never took his head out of the Sefer. He was a Volozhin. When it, the Tziv and his Rebetzin, the Rebetzin, I guess, prepared the whole Chasna, and they just let Rafael Volozhin know when the chuppah was coming, and then the story's told when he had to get up, is that the chuppah starting in three minutes, started putting in his kapata, and he was trying to rush, and it was taking time. He said, ach, tzagir banim." the three minutes to put on the kapata. It, it already, uh, he was very, very focused on his line. So he was sitting there with a safer at the chasna. This is the father of the kala. And there was a whole commotion. So even he looked up at such a commotion. He said, what's going on? So he said, the town galach is here. He wants to give the bride and groom a blessing. Now you know why. What up? So now what? <laughs> this is, you know, it caught Volozhin's a small town. It caught everybody's attention. 
So the Galach wanted, well, it's assumed it's sincere. He wasn't just a town Galach, they knew him, he knew them. And he walked, he came to the Chasna to pay his respects, and he wants to give the bride and the groom. So this version of the story, they asked of the fall, uh, what do we do? They were good and nervous. That's what it's based on Yehuda. Talking about Akum, this is Akum squared. This is the Galach, but same idea. Based Yehuda already is sharing with us that if it's sincere and it doesn't bring in his God, okay, but I guess that's a bit of a chiddush perhaps, and they, the Hamanam didn't know what to do. And the Galach, it's not a Stam Akum, it's a Galach. So we don't want his bracha, we don't want his coming in now, Dakishalom, Eva, what, what do you do? So look at the Pusik in front of you, the single page you have. This is fascinating because um, whoever said this, we'll see the other version in a moment, but both said the same thing. He brings a Pasuk of Pasha Zekiv. Everybody got the single copy here? It's a very famous Pasuk. Baruch tiyeh mikola amim So how did everybody here read the Pasuk? It's Baruch tiyeh mikola amim. You're going to be more blessed than all the nations and you're not going to have any Akars and Akara, not in your behemoths, not in your humans, Gavaldik. That's the Pasha Shalach So Falvalashan has said, Baruch Tia Mikolamim. What are you worried about? It's a Pasik. Apparently, based Lechem, you degrees. Baruch Tia Mikolamim. You will get Baruchas from all the Amim, including the Galachim and all the other Akim. He said that on the spot. The Pelot. So he said, Don't worry about it. Let the Galachim give you a blessing. It's fine. That's version number one. Version number two, which he brings here, is come out exactly the same, but it was. Written up in a safer that was uh, like a safer zikaron for Rav Fall Levine, who was the son of Ari Levine, who was known as a big tzaddik, both of them, the father and the son. And it tells over there that Rav Shmuel Arbach, this is already, Voloshin, this chasna was in the 1870s, I think, the Misparm. This is already being written up, and you'll see the reference in a moment. Rav Shmuel Arbach, we remember, uh, from the Gedele Adar, he was Rav Shmuel Zalman's son, he was nifted just a few years ago. So when he was younger, this happened decades ago, he was walking one Yom Kippur morning to Daven by the Kaisel. And Yom Kippur, going to the Kaisel, walking to the old city. So all of you have been to the old city. The old city, good news is, has a Jewish quarter. It's only a quarter, it's not even a quarter. Whatever, something, it's a start. Uh, Muslim quarter, Christian quarter. So... The Galachim will walk around there. You've seen them. They're like dressed to, they make the Galachim in America look modern. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's like the things are hanging there. It's a whole, it's like you can picture this. I'm just Lasabras Eisen. We've all seen this. So Shmuel Arbach is walking straight to the Kaisal. It's Yom Kippur. All of a sudden, a Galach appears out of nowhere. You know, there are a lot of alleys there. He walks over to Rab Shmuel, very focused. And in a sincere way, walks over to him and gives him a bracha. Don't know the content from the story. But Shmuel Arbach was very nervous after that. He thought it was a very bad sermon. Walking on Kippur to the case, I got a bracha from a galach, I got a bumper to a gal. He was very nervous. And he was thinking what to do. He continued walking afterwards, and he was thinking what to do. And then he sees ahead of a fall Levine, of Aryeh's son. And he looked up to him. He was known as a extremely hush of a yid, and uh, everybody, uh, people took aces from him, Shmuel Abach was very young, and he was so happy to see him, he went over to me, he said, the most bizarre thing just happened, I'm really troubled by this Yom Kippur, and I gotta have this thing, that a galach is coming over to talk to me, and bracha, no bracha. So, Rafael Levine turned to him, and he said, 
perfectly fine, simon type, nothing wrong. He says, I'll tell you a story. There was a chasna of Volozhin when Reb Chaim got married. <laughs> he told him over the whole story about the Galach wanted to come in and give the bride and groom. I'm using the English, because that's what the Galach said in Russian or Polish, whatever it was. And he told over the same exact story. The only chilek was, he said, the Galach, it's not a stira, by the way, both parts of the story can be true. The Galach already got up to the table where they were sitting, and he went over to Reb Chaim. He said, Can I give the bride and groom a bracha? If the bride wasn't there, the groom. That's Reb Chaim. And Reb Chaim got very nervous. You see, the fallback position is, ah, it's my chasa, a bracha, my galach. That, that's all I need. You know, Kippur morning, it's a very holy matzah over here. So Reb Chaim got nervous. He didn't know what to do, and he ran over to the base of Levi, who was the base of Levi. And he said, Tati, there's a galach over here. He wants to give me a bracha. I say it, I not. I just, uh, you know, I don't think he has to dance with him. Uh, but uh, he asked him what to do, and the base of Levi called this possibly baruch tiyamikolamim. Not a steer, it's the first version, but it's, the story is 99% exactly the same. Shai Liz, did Rav Fovolajna say this Chiddush in the Pasik? Or what do you thought? Pasha Shah in the Pasik? Did the base Levi say it? They both say it. They both agreed. That's fascinating. Because the base Lechem Yehuda assumes this, and he doesn't limit it to Akum. I think the base Lechem Yehuda would agree that even a Galach, he means it sincerely. It does not talk about his God. And I assume the end of the story was he didn't bring in, he didn't say, Yashko should wish you a good life. And, you know, he behaved and either just said, have a good life. Uh, and um, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what he said the truth is, because, you know, the Misa, when the, somebody came with a chassan to the uh, seamstress, and uh, it was somewhere related, it was Chavaz Chaim's uh, child, the grandchild, some of the Chavaz Chaim, um, sent his rabbits in with, and the seamstress gave her bracha, oh, you should have uh, wealth and health, and she said that. We'll take the health. Uh, the wealth is, uh, at best, a mixed blessing. It's coming from the Chavaz Chaim's house. Uh, it can be used for good. It can be dangerous. So you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth. But assuming it was sincere and it was just a generic bracha, and he didn't say, my God, so Pesach um, Midu would be okay with it. Sounds like Rafa and the Beis Halevi would be okay with it also. But it's very fascinating. So this fellow, if he does this next year, I would just suggest he uh, leaves out the our God and makes it your God. And that would make it glot kosher, but those are the those are the rayas. Okay, we're out of time. And Mitzvah Shem uh, next week, we will uh, begin the um, the topic uh, which we touched upon a number of years ago, but expand on a little bit about the chiddush of the yayin with goyim and the partying and the business meetings, even when the yayin is kosher v'yasher and it's yayin mavushul, or we're not letting them touch it, and the complexities of that, which is very nagaya. Uh, Pre-corona will be Nogea. Post-corona, hopefully people make business dinners and that's going to be very Nogea. So, Mitzvah Shem, we will begin that next week. Have a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.